Well, hello, everyone, and welcome to the KASB, the advocacy podcast for Friday, February 17th, 2023. I'm Leah Flyter with KASB, and I'm joined by my colleague Scott Rothschild, Don Four, and our fabulous producer, Alec Mandrigal. And uh, we had a busy week this week as committees are racing to push bills to their respective chambers because next week is the unofficial midpoint of the session. It's called turnaround. And that's the date in, at which most bills, aside from basically tax and appropriations bills, have to be approved by one chamber or they're dead for the session. So House bills have to be passed by the House, Senate bills have to be passed by the Senate or they're dead. So there were some developments on special education funding this week, and you probably know that we've been working hard on that all session. Um, Scott, you want to bring us up to date? Well, thanks, Leah. Uh, Yeah, there was some traction on special education uh, this week. The House uh, approved a bill that would set up a special education task force. But during final action, a Democrat, uh, State Representative Jared Owsley, uh, got up and said, you know, uh, I'm going to vote against this because uh, we've been studying this issue a long time. Uh, The courts have looked at it. There have been state audits. Uh, there's been all kinds of reviews of our funding formulas for special education, and those have all said it's okay. The problem is we are not funding it, and that's our major issue this session. We aren't funding special education uh, to how much we need to. So he voted against it, and he was joined by his fellow uh, Democrats on that. Also, uh, the uh, House approved a resolution that uh, incur- or urges Congress to pay for its uh, share of special education. Uh, As we know, uh, the state is supposed to uh, spend up to 92% of excess costs on special ed. The uh, federal government has promised uh, for decades uh, to uh, fund 40% of the costs. We've never gotten close to that. So this resolution would encourage Congress to do that. Uh, Meanwhile, in the Senate Education Committee, which was reviewing the education budget Uh, The chair, Molly Baumgartner, uh, commented that uh, legislators are getting uh, uh, they're getting beaten up over this special education issue. And and it's not the legislature's fault. It's the federal government's fault. And, you know, I just want to say we don't want anyone to get beat up over this. I mean, this to us is a simple math issue. Uh, The the state and the feds are not fulfilling uh, their commitment and uh, promises, frankly, to, spun, to fund special ed uh, to, the, uh, uh, to, the, to what it is needed to be funded. So we're not trying to beat anyone up. Uh, we're not trying to score political points. This is a nonpartisan issue. It is simply a math issue. Uh, we need to fund special ed to what was promised because school districts are taking their general ed fund money and putting it in special ed, and that is impacting all students. I mean, it's it's just as simple as that. So that was what happened on special ed. And um, I know there was a lot of other stuff going on in other committees. I know in the House Education Committee, uh, there was uh, action on bullying and other things. And I'll just kind of let Lee and John uh, go over uh, some of those issues. Thanks, Scott. The House Education Committee did work on several bills this week. One of the most prominent ones was House Bill 2236, which talks about a parent's rights over the education of their children. 
the uh, the committee chair has gone to great lengths to state this is not the parents' bill of rights that uh, caused so much uh, heartburn and confusion in 2022, and that was ultimately vetoed by the governor. This is a bill that would allow, as it as it was introduced, it said that parents could object to any material or uh, curriculum that they felt caused harm to their children. KSB and others testified uh, in the hearing that, um, you know, harm is pretty broad. Uh, it could be, you know, my child is terrible at math and it's harming them. And so they don't have to take math anymore. You know, that probably sounds a little bit silly, but unfortunately when you draft a bill, you have to think of those kinds of things. And so that, that harm piece uh, was was really just too broad for most folks. So there was an amendment brought yesterday um, in committee and it was ultimately accepted. It strikes references to harming a student, but it says that a parent could object to any material or activity that's not included in the approved district curriculum or state educational standards. So uh, made the bill slightly better. I, uh, we're, we're still analyzing it with our legal team. I, I don't know that we can support this bill yet. Uh, we, we need to do some more talking about that. But that is a bill that was kicked out of committee on Thursday, potentially could be voted on in the House uh, this coming week, the week of February 20th. Also, this week in the House K-12 Education Budget Committee, they heard a bill, House Bill 2271, which was, uh, was set out to be a little tweak to the open enrollment law that was passed in 2022. The bill said, hey, you know, if you're if you're a teacher uh, and you live in one district but teach in another, you could bring your kid with you to your to your employing school district and that your child would not be subject to the open enrollment lottery. You know, we've heard from a lot of folks that uh, that would be a great teacher recruitment and retention tool that, you know, they could just bring their kid with them and, and everybody is in the same school district and, and uh, it's great. And so uh, we were neutral on that portion of the bill. We had we actually in our testimony that we submitted, we asked the legislature to just kind of do away with mandatory open enrollment. Of course, that fell on deaf ears. But during the hearing, uh, there was an amendment that was brought and ultimately that was adopted that uh, inserted some of the uh, parent portal type of language that was very controversial last year. And John, you want to um, you want to take over and talk a little bit about that parent portal language that was adopted? Yeah, I can just highlight. Um, so this requires school districts to, on their district website homepage, have a link or web sub, a subpage titled a parent portal, and on this page there'd be a number of things that would have to be included. Um, one, uh, this would be uh, the number of non-resident students transferred, approved, and denied by the Board of Education. Um, this was something that I believe had to already be done under the current open enrollment law, which doesn't take effect for a couple years, but that was already kind of in law that was passed last year. It also requires the posting of any non-academic tests, questionnaires, surveys, or examinations. Uh, again, this was in that bill that was passed last year related to the topic. Um, this is stuff that uh, according to that law should also be posted on your website, but would be encompassed into this parent portal. But the third kind of major part of this uh, parent portal that isn't already kind of a law is it would require a organized list by grade level of district-wide curriculum and content. 
it gets a little bit more specific in terms of requiring it, it to include all textbooks, required readings, and units of study by theme, chapter, or subject matter. And then such lists should also provide the title, author, publishing company, and year of publication for any such textbook or book. Um, so again, it, it becomes pretty prescriptive in terms of everything that must be required uh, to be posted on this parent portal under, underneath that third requirement. What I found ironic about the amendment is that it was uh, it was uh, dubbed uh, a transparency amendment, and here it was uh, popped out of nowhere uh, with no uh, uh, public input or input from the districts or teachers or anyone. Uh, it just came out of nowhere and um, uh, without any, uh, uh, you know, usually when a, when a bill is heard and there's testimony and, uh, oh, uh, people with knowledge about what's going on will say, well, this may be a problem, this may be a problem, and then amendments will come later based on that testimony. Well, you know, this amendment just came out of nowhere and it was uh, portrayed as transparency. And uh, I, I, I just found that kind of ironic. I thought I'd point that out. <laughs> Lots of ironic behavior takes place and people just, I don't know if they know what that is, but they, if they know what irony is, but anyway. <laughs> Obviously we're not teaching it in schools or something. Yeah, like apparently that. not. <laughs> I think we need a, a mandate about that. That's right. Okay, so there were some other bills that passed out of committee this week. Um, Senate Bill 66, which sets up an interstate teacher mobility con compact that uh, I guess we all hope will help address the teacher shortage in Kansas that heads to the Senate floor. Um, John, you want to talk about House Bill 2138 briefly? That's a CTE reimbursement bill that could be voted on this coming week. Yeah, uh, House Bill 2138, it just allowed uh, certain uh, credentials, CTE credentials that weren't already being reimbursed um, to allow districts to receive money for that. Um, with the hopes of students being able to, you know, complete more credentials or certifications before um, leaving high school. Yeah, and then another bill that was passed out of K-12 education budget was House Bill 2261. This is a bill that says districts may, uh, they don't have to, but they may pay school board members. As some folks may know, uh, state law since 1973 has said that school, school board members will not be paid for their service. Uh, some of you may know city commissioners get paid a little bit, county commissioners get paid a little bit, but state law was enacted in 1973 that says school board members uh, serve on a volunteer basis. So we checked in with our members on this bill and they said, you know, we've been volunteering for 50 years. We don't need to be paid for this. You know, you know it's a community thing that we're proud to do. And really, if you're gonna spend money on something like, a salary, it needs to go to teacher salaries or it needs to go to classroom spending. We don't need to be paid. But uh, things being as they are, that bill was kicked out of committee, may go to the House floor. I'm not, not sure what the point is behind that bill, but um, okay. So let's see, uh, switching gears just a little bit, there have been a lot of discussions this week about tax cuts. Uh, you know, you may know the state has uh, quite a healthy uh, ending balance for the next couple of years, big budget surplus. And so that being the case, folks like to talk about tax cuts. Scott, you want to review for us what went on on that front this week? Sure. There, Like, like you said, Leah, there's a $2 billion plus, I guess you would call it surplus in the, in the state budget. And uh, uh, this, this uh, 
you know, these these put dollar signs in the in legislators' eyes as far as providing politically popular tax cuts. I mean, let's face it, tax cuts are popular. But uh, so there's bills to uh, flatten the income tax rate uh, to one rate. Uh, I think um, there's been pretty uh, uh, substantial testimony that, you know, this benefits the very wealthy a lot more than it benefits the lower and middle classes. And we've been testifying on these bills. By the way, these bills have huge uh, fiscal notes, uh, like uh, 500 million up to 1 billion, up to 1.5 billion. And our, 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 our idea, what we want to do is just remind legislators that their tax policy will affect school finance, because uh, as most people who follow this probably know, uh, school funding is the major portion of the state budget. And if you start, uh, you know, turning off the spigot uh, as far as tax revenue goes, then then you start having trouble funding uh, schools. So that's basically uh, uh, been our lane is just to kind of remind legislators that these these big tax bills could have uh, effects down the road. I mean, just a few years ago, we had the Brownback tax cuts, which were a disaster. And just to put it under the, the heading of more irony, uh, the same groups that were pushing those Brownback tax cuts are now uh, appearing before these committees pushing these huge uh, tax bills. So that's that's been going on. And I don't think we've really, I don't think the legislature has really settled on a number as far as how much they want to cut taxes. So uh, we're, this is something that'll just continue all session. Yeah, thanks for that, Scott. Let's see, what do we have coming up next week? Well, the big thing on Monday is going to be a hearing at 3.30 in the afternoon on, in uh, the House K-12 Education Budget Committee. The bill in question is House Bill 2382. It's called something like, I don't know, School Board Transparency and Bill of Rights Act or something like that. Honestly, I don't know who wrote the, I, you know, I don't know who wrote this bill. Somebody who got their law degree on Facebook. I mean, it is just incredible how bad this bill is. It violates the state constitution. It puts school districts at all kinds of risk, including uh, cyber attacks, violating state and federal privacy laws. You know, you could be, we could be sued for some of these so-called transparency uh, provisions that are being uh, proposed on this bill. It's uh, our testimony is going to talk about um, all kinds of stuff. You know, it's uh, the bill says, oh, you got to you have to post everybody's email address, all the board members email addresses publicly. And and KSD has to maintain that list and, and make it available. Sounds fairly simple, right? But I think most of us know. Cyber attacks are increasingly common. They're very sophisticated and tricky. And so in a lot of cases, companies or school boards or other governmental entities now would have on their website, they might just have like a little, a fillable form that, that you fill out and you say, I want to email, I want to contact somebody about this issue. You fill it in and then you hit send and it sends the email to the correct person. You know, you don't want to have everybody in your company's email address on the website because pretty soon they all get an email about gift cards or, you know, the Nigerian prince or whatever. And, you know, pretty soon you've got a cyber attack at your school district. Everybody's put at risk, you know, records, 
financial information of students, parents, staff are potentially compromised. Just a terrible idea. Again, whoever wrote this has never spent any time in a school district or in a school. It's just it's just mind boggling how bad this thing is. So so we we will oppose that. Uh, the bill also has several serious uh, provisions that would uh, violate the Kansas Open Records Act, violate individual board members' personal privacy, uh, would require board members to practically require them to violate the Open Records Act or certainly put them at risk for that. Also interferes quite a bit with the state constitution and um, board's uh, ability and right to run their meetings in a in an efficient and professional manner. This bill would uh, require boards to to uh, comply with some requirements that you know the state legislature would not comply with itself. You know the the legislature very tightly controls who can speak in a committee hearing, how long they can speak, you know what they can talk about. We you know we complain about that quite a bit actually. <laughs> you know um, at times, but this bill said. Boards, legislature can control everybody who comes to them, but you don't have to. You know, you have to let, you have to let your meeting be taken over. You have to let bad behavior occur, and it just, you know, it's completely irrational and would interfere with the public interest. So I could go on and on. Scott and John, you want to add anything more about this bill? You can tell I'm a little bit uh, passionate about it. Yeah, I think uh, I think you're going to file opposition testimony. Yeah, yeah, true. Yeah, I mean, it's it's just the legislature trying to run school board meetings. I mean, you know, if 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 the federal government came down and told the, the Kansas legislative committees how to run their meetings. Or told them uh, they had to fully fund SPED. Yeah, they would, uh, they would have. They lose their minds. So, yeah, it's just another, um, another uh, terrible bad bill this session. All right. So House Bill 2223 removes the sunset date for the high density at risk weighting that's in the Gannon School funding formula. For those of you who aren't legislative nerds, a sunset date is something that's put into a law that says, okay, this law will be in effect until a certain date and when it sunsets. You know, the sun goes down on it and the law no longer exists. So that's what sunset is. And so the, um, the high density at risk weighting, which is part of the Gannon School funding formula, helps compensate school districts uh, for the impact of large concentrations of, of poor children in their district. I think any of us would understand that, you know, if you have a family living in poverty that has a lot of adverse impacts, including on uh, kids' academic achievement and their readiness to, to go to school. That waiting that compensates school districts for poverty is scheduled to end next year. So the bill would say, hey, let's let's just take that end date out and just keep it as part of permanent law. So many school districts in Kansas do use it. And so we will be testifying to the committee on the impact of the waiting and, and um, why it's, it's a good thing to keep. And then um, let's see, what else do we have? Scott, you want to talk about Senate Bill 210, which is about um, nonpartisan elections? Yeah, here's here's another bill uh, we didn't ask for. Uh, <laughs> this would uh, I, I love all these bills that deal with school boards and they have no no input from school boards. <laughs> and this is one of them. Um, it would um, 
uh, it would allow uh, people running for school board to put their political party on the ballot. So if you're a Republican running for school board, you would be identified as a Republican on the ballot. Uh, you know, I don't think anyone is out there in, 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 the, in the world saying, you know, we want, we want the operations of schools to be more partisan. Um, so we will be opposed to this bill. You know, uh, people can run for school board now and say they're a Republican or a Democrat. They can put it all over social media or whatever. Uh, so I think that we think that suffices. And, uh, uh, you know, we kind of like to think maybe maybe it's being naive, but we kind of like to think, you know, there's no Republican or Democratic way to run a school. You know, schools are run to help kids succeed. And, you know, we, we should try to keep partisan politics out of it at least as much as we can. And, you know, in today's society, uh, we just see partisanship uh, almost in every area. And it would be kind of nice if we could keep schools out of that, uh, out of that battle zone. So uh, we will be uh, uh, testifying against that bill. Um, so, yeah, you know, we got a lot of hearings next week. Um, then we go, a lot of these bills will go to the uh, House and Senate floor and they will be making sausage. Uh, it won't be pretty. <laughs> Uh, when we come back next week, uh, we'll probably uh, feel 10 years older. But, uh, yeah, it's it's going to be. Uh, but John's young. I mean, this is. Uh, <laughs> he can put up with this. Yeah. So I think anything. I think the best thing for folks to do over the coming week is to follow us all on Twitter. And remember that we do a Facebook live update uh, every evening live from the bunker as we like to call it the state house cafeteria so uh, we'll be keeping you up to date on all of these uh, major proposed bills that are going on and uh, we'll look forward to talking to everybody next week have a great weekend <laughs>